What is good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Liz. I'm Adam. And Adam was too sick to do the intro today, so I'm doing it. Yay. <laughs> I was so... Um, that was weird. Mellow. <sighs> uh, no, no, keep keep going. You're you're the intro man now. Well, what do you say next? I don't How? know. That's your job now. How it, was your week? Oh, it was good. Um, my name's Liz, and uh, ugh, I feel sick. I'm not always sick. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna take over from here. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as Liz said, I'm getting a little sick. You're uh, welcome. Yeah, from Liz. Uh, on Friday, uh, my my friend Clay, he just uh, he said like, uh, "You want to play Apex Legends?" And on Friday, I was just like, "I I can't like I cannot concentrate on video games right now." Um, and then Sunday rolled around. So yesterday, we had a guest speaker. Thankfully, yeah, because at youth I, group. Yeah, and as I was doing Sunday school, I was losing my voice <laughs> just doing it. So uh, I'm drinking tea right now. I'm really trying to like get the energy back up because you people love energy. So, Liz. What was that? Love Adam. Liz, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah, are you feeling better? You passed it yeah. on to me. Yeah. I I mean, I'm still like I can still kind of like feel a little more congested than usual, but I'm doing good. Yeah. Um it's Valentine's Day week. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is um we we never really celebrated Valentine's Day like fully during our marriage. Yeah, not during our marriage. I mean, even when we were dating, we never got to really do it because you were always in college. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't spend Valentine other than our first Valentine's that year your mom drove me out for. We didn't spend Valentine's Day together until I was in college. So mm-hmm. our right before our 4-year anniversary was our first time spending Valentine's Day together since yeah. our first one. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we didn't, s- we had two together and then you graduated. Um, sorry to go off on that. But yeah, we never do much for Valentine's Day. Because nah. when we first got married, we didn't have really money <laughs> to, yeah, to do anything together. So I remember our first Valentine's Day, I had painted you something mm-hmm. and yeah. um, you had gotten me ice cream when you were on your walk that morning you got me my favorite pint of ice cream no i think um no it was after i was done my security job like i was on my way home at three in the morning and i stopped by the sheets yeah okay yeah i i stopped by the sheets so i remember that fully like uh so i worked security in between jobs and my shift would end around like two or three in the morning and then i would drive past a sheets which is like a wawa or a 7-eleven if you didn't know about sheets um, and then I stopped in and I got ice cream, uh, like Liz's favorite ice cream. And I just walked into the house, put it in the freezer. And then she woke up the next morning like, yeah. oh, look, ice cream. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So before we get into our podcast, um, content, cause we are content creators. Uh, first we'd like to remind you to follow us on Twitter at games and groceries. We always, uh, uh, do stuff on there. You know, we are always interacting. Or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. I'm at Journey First. So you can follow us individually and uh, react to us and just, like, throw tomatoes at us through Twitter. Uh, also follow us on uh, Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. Uh, and if you're listening to us on iOS, Spotify, iHeartRadio, give us your honest feedback, a five-star rating if you f- so feel like it. Because uh, the, the more ratings you get, the more people will find us. Uh, yeah. And so uh, before we get into it, I just want to remind everybody that our good friend that we shout out every single podcast, Absolute Prodigy, he's a Twitch streamer going through the Kingdom Hearts series. Right now he's doing Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, he didn't even finish Chain of Memories, I don't think. And then he just jumped right into Kingdom Hearts. He's like, forget it, playing Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> so I just want to remind you all that uh, he is doing a charity event one week from today. So it's going to be... February 18th through the 19th, right? Uh, it's going to be February 18th uh, on 2019. Good job. President's Day. Uh, so it's going to be on Monday. And he's going to be streaming for a charity called Power Up. 
Uh, Power Up is a charity event for the Latinx uh, Futures. Uh, it is a 24-hour it's a 24-hour charity stream on various platforms uh, from February 18th, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to February 19th, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, for more information, you can please contact uh, at Latinxing. Oh man, <laughs> I was supposed to Latinxing. Okay, so it's uh, Latinxingames at gmail.com. And this is supporting uh, Latinx and gaming and the Hispanic uh, Scholarship Fund. So another bit of announcement on that. You'll probably see uh, myself streaming with Absolute Project because we're probably going to be playing uh, Apex Legends together. Uh, so watch the whole stream. I'll probably post on Twitter that like uh, when I'm going to be on. Mm -hmm. But Absolute Project is going to be featured on the um, on the Latinx gaming uh, 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 Twitch stream. Good job. Yeah, at 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that, again, that's February 18th, 11 a.m. to that's 1 p.m. That's next Monday. That's next Monday. So, uh, but yeah, just to remind you again, uh, you know, throw some charity money. Uh, you know, help support the Hispanic Scholarship Fund. So it's gonna be a blast. Um, really looking forward to uh, watching him stream that. Yeah. So let's just uh, get right into our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment where we uh, look at the movies that we watched this week, whether it be on Netflix, uh, in the theaters, on Blu-ray, and we just uh, talk about for 10 minutes, just do a mini podcast about what we thought about the movie, whether we recommend it or we don't recommend it. And this week's Movie Minutes uh, is coming from Netflix, and this is a movie called The 100-Foot Journey. Uh, Liz, opening thoughts. I liked it. Yeah. Other than the fact it had four endings. Yeah, uh, we're going to get into that a little bit. Um, it's not like a game where it's like, whoa, multiple endings. No, it was like, it seemed to be like rounding up to the end, mm -hmm. but it wasn't. It just ended up being another montage. Yeah. To like skip time. Like, okay, you do montages to like skip over chunks of time, but they did it like four or five times. Mm -hmm. And that was confusing. So. Yeah, here's the thing that got me. Um, it was just your average feel-good movie. Yeah, it was good. I still enjoyed it. Yeah, and that's the thing. This is just a, a feel-good movie, right? It's it's nothing more. It's nothing less, right? It's one of those movies that... Um, I love, like, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, but My Big Fat Greek Wedding did a lot of things better yeah. than this movie. Yeah. But it's your feel-good, everybody-falls-in-love kind of movie. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a movie about this, uh, this boy, Hassan, who moves uh, from India to uh, where'd he go oh then he moved to britain and then he moved to france because his family wanted to start a restaurant and nothing was working in anywhere so his mom uh taught him how to cook he had this dream of becoming a professional chef and by the time he got to france you know things started to pick up for mm -hmm. him but here's my problem with that is that there was way too many stories going on all at the same time you know yeah like there there was too many side characters and us focusing on them when i feel like the movie should have just focused on hassan's uh dream mm -hmm. <laughs> like his path to to glory you know what i'm saying it could have been a feel-good movie still like he, yeah. he falls in love with the sous chef and blah, 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 blah. um but that's the other thing it was very predictable it wasn't it, it, it focused a lot on its tropes and you could just like predict in fact i predicted the ending i won't say what i predicted but i was like yeah yeah i i, I called not that. in the right time though yeah you know whatever yeah um i still called it whatever but like you said this was this felt like it should have been an hour and a half that they stretched out the two hours yeah or even if they wanted to stretch it to two hours it could have been done better mm -hmm. that's all yeah and that's the thing. It, it just focused on too many side stories. It, it focused on Hassan, focused on his dad, focused on the restaurant owner uh, across the street from them. Uh, and it focused on the sous chef. It focused on the sous chef. It focused on the other chef that was working with the sous chef. Uh, the, the the guy who like ended up... Didn't really focus on him. Well, focused on him a little too much, you know? Yeah. There, there's just way too many characters to like, like come across yeah. that I feel like they chose quantity over quality yeah you know um but that's the thing it just felt like this movie should have been a straight hour and a half you know yeah. 
but it's two hours and two minutes, I believe. But that's including credits. So yeah. about like an hour 50. Yeah. And it just feel, felt stretched out. Now, Liz touched on this a little bit that there was multiple endings. There was four endings. This movie multiple times felt like it was coming in for a landing. But then you look at the time. It's like, wait, there's still time left. And lo and behold, it looks like it's coming for a landing. But psych, we're going back up into the atmosphere. And so, like, it did that a little too much where it, it felt like, you know, they're coming to a conclusion. The story peaked. They're coming down for a landing, mm -hmm. coming in for credits. And then it picks right back up. And it's just like, it, it kind of like plays with you a little too much. Yeah. You know, um, I won't like say the ending, even though you can probably predict it. But uh, I really definitely think that this this should have just been like a movie about Hassan. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, just focus on him. His family can be involved. It's just that like w the camera should have been on him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Rather than like, um, like you said, like Big Vacery Wedding, like it was about Tula. The whole, yeah, it was all about Tula, but but they, but you still got to know her family and his family and the dynamics and everything. Yeah, um, but definitely the storytelling in this was a bit flawed, but I think this is your average film, right? Yeah. So let's talk about our ratings, and then I have a movie that I could recommend besides this. Um, I gave it a 4.5 just because, like I said, this is an average film, but there's things that, like, chipped away at mm -hmm. this. There's different story flaws that just kind of, like, chipped away like a, like, a, like a minor on coal, and it just chipped me down just under average from a 5 as average to a 4.5. My score was a 6.57 mm -hmm. um, because... Or a 7. Or not a 6.57. Or six, no, Did I say 6 point? Yeah, you said 6.5, but it's like it sounded like crazy accurate. Like, uh, it's not just a 6.5. It's not quite a 6.6. It's a 6.57. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 6.5 or a 7. Or a 7. Yeah. Um, mostly because I like joy. Yeah, I, Adam, I don't like got annoyed at the happy things. Okay, listen, my my favorite music genre is deathcore. I don't like to be. Ha I hate Disney. I hate feeling happy. Anyway, back to yeah. my rating. That's why I didn't like it. <laughs> but no, I I liked it. Um, I like feel good movies. I like even if I can predict them. I didn't know I had I'm more okay. tea. Yeah, sorry, we have almost the whole cup. Oh. <laughs> Yay! Um, but. Like, I like feel-good movies. I love those. Like, I don't care if, like, if unless they're, like, extremely predictable. Yeah. But I tend to was. like them. No, other than yeah. I still really enjoyed it. The only reason it's not higher is because I didn't like all the montages that made me feel like it was almost the end. Yeah, they, they really relied on the montages yeah, to, did. like, progress the movie further. Yeah. Um, it's a montage. And it wasn't even made in the 80s either. Um, no, this movie only came out a few years ago. I remember <coughs> when I saw the trailers for it, I wanted to see it. Yeah. Um, I just never got around to it. Yeah. So a movie that I recommend over this movie is a movie that focuses on someone's dream to become like a really high chef. And it's a movie called Chef. Uh, it's a movie with, um, oh man, what's his name? Oh no! He directed the Iron Man films. He was in. He was the Doctor in Elf. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I just don't know his name. John Favreau. Yeah. Yeah, John Favreau. My yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, uh, but it's a movie about uh, his journey where he gets. Uh, he was like a really famous chef, but then gets cut down by food credits. Then he just says, "Listen, I just want to run a food truck," and you just see his him and his son's journey on becoming. A more famous chef and like using of uh, social media I highly recommend the movie chef over yeah. this movie because I think the story progresses better in that yeah uh, it's also got Sofia Vergara as his ex-wife and I'm like of course John Favreau thinks that he can get Sofia Vergara <laughs> um, but but yeah so I, I recommend I think that's still on Netflix but if not you can find it anywhere else honestly like I'm sure it's on Hulu I'm sure it's on Amazon Prime or on your local DVD bin. Yeah. But yeah, 
Chef is definitely a movie I recommend over this. Uh, but if you're into like a like a feel good movie and you're just like, yeah, I just want to feel like warm and fuzzy inside. Uh, this is all Netflix. Yeah, it, it it's a good hot two two hours, you know. It's a good movie for free. Exactly. Um, uh, nothing more, nothing less. It's your average film. So if you just want to check it out, mm, you it's know, not a waste of time. It's not a huge waste of time. No, I think that should be our new rating system. Like, did this waste our time or was it okay? And it was not a waste of time. It was not a waste of time. So, um, but yeah. So hope you uh, enjoy that. Uh, check out Chef. Check out One Hundred Foot Journey. Uh, if you're into movies about chefing, I guess. Um, next week, we're going to be doing a movie that's in theaters. Yay. We're really excited for it, but we won't spoil that. So stay tuned we're for gonna next week. We're going to spend our Valentine's Day working. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so look forward to that. So let's jump into our second segment. The people want this segment because, you know, they tuned in for games and stuff. Let's jump right into it. Top three gaming news. Uh, the top three gaming news segment is where we look at the gaming news of the week. And this is just uh, stuff that stuck out to us personally. And we rank it uh, as a top three for us personally. There was a lot that came out this week. Once again, I'm waiting for a slow week. But uh, yeah, now Apex Legends isn't on our top three because that's going to be the whole topic of this episode yeah pretty much is apex legends so that's not on this list so keep that in mind uh but let's go into number three which is uh game informer gave a huge info dump on the outer worlds right uh so they interviewed the from the creators uh tim kane and oh man i'm losing my mind i can't remember the other creator uh brain yeah true um yeah i'm kind of sick so but yeah they they interviewed the um the creators and they uh, gave an info dump saying that this is a classless RPG, that this is based on skills, attributes, and perks, and it's on a free form. So knowing that, that this isn't going to be like, oh, are you going to be a mage? Or are you going to be a fighter? Um, it's all based on skills and attributes, much like Fallout New Vegas, which Obsidian also developed, uh, which I miss so much in RPGs. I could not stand Fallout 4's uh, leveling up system. I can't stand the perk cards in Fallout 76, and I know we're comparing Fallout, but this is just coming around like, listen, you assign your skills, you assign your attributes, you have perks, and this is all just a free form go for all, right? Uh, they said that there will also be companion missions, which is really cool, like Mass Effect, and it will unlock mul multiple things. So as you're building your team up, you can talk to your companions that you're with. And they'll have separate missions that you can do that will build up their loyalty and unlock uh, different combat skills for them as you're taking them to your journey, which is amazing. Uh, the thing that excites me the most about this info dump, though, is that this will be a shorter uh, 25 to 30 hour game. Uh, they did another interview where they said um, uh, the Game Informer kind of said, like, could we beat this between 15 and 40 hours? I was like what can we just narrow it down but they said yeah yeah you could do that it could take you 15 hours it could take you 40 hours but they're focusing on a shorter rpg game and it's focused on choices that will affect the world this is a lot like life is strange where it's a shorter game and each choice affects the world around you mm -hmm. so that's why you can replay life is strange a lot because you you can make different choices a lot like sounds like um out of worlds it's a shorter game where the choices you make will affect it and it, it will allow you to replay it because you've got more time to replay it i don't know if i'm ever going to come back to red dead redemption 2 that was 60 hours oh my goodness it was 60 hours not doing any side missions yeah 60 hours just to do the main story okay maybe i did like five tops side missions but that's it yeah but this i i can see myself replaying over and over and over again this sounds like my personal game of the year. Yeah. What do you think about all this? Does this sound interesting to you? Do you does this like seem like a game you'd play? Uh, it sounds like a game I would watch you play first mm -hmm. and then decide. Yeah. Because um, it sounds different. I don't know. I yeah. feel like I need more information before I make that decision. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that, um, oh, they, they also did another interview with Game Informer saying that like to set your expectations accordingly. 
Now, I keep saying about this game that this is going to be my personal game of the year. Mm -hmm. um, I I know for a fact this isn't going to be everyone's game of the year. Yeah. Um, in fact, number one is going to be everybody's game of the year. Um, number one gaming news. But that's the thing. They, they said set your expectations accordingly. You don't know the game. You're going to say like, oh, it's perfect. They're like, wait. Uh, the creators are just like, wait. Just play it. Don't get too hype. Mm -hmm. Just you know, focus on like, you know, being hype, support us, but don't say this is going to be the greatest game to ever come to existence. Yeah. You know, so I, I think this is going to be my game of the year. I don't care what they say. <laughs> I think <laughs> I like forget what they say. Forget what the people who made it say. It's going to yeah. be amazing. I'm not going to say that like it's the greatest game ever, but it's going to be my 2019 personal game of the year. Just like Spider-Man yeah. was my personal game of the year. Yeah. 2018. It sounds like The Outer Worlds will be everything I'm looking for in an RPG. So let's move on to the number two gaming news. And oh boy. Oh my goodness. EA. What you doing? EA blames the focus on a single player game that, that caused their underperformance in sales. They blamed single player for their underperformance. Even though a single player game won game of the year. God of War. What are you doing, EA? So, uh, EA, who also uh, published Battlefield Five, Battlefield Five uh, sold seven point three million copies. Seven, wow. yeah, seven point three million copies. But oh man, it sold a million copies less than they were expecting. Womp womp womp. And. <laughs> It fell short to them. And they're and EA saying, boo hoo hoo, our expectations are too high. Uh, in a report, uh, executive Blake Jorgensen blamed multiple things. Oh, man, I have it in my notes to read the quote. This is how sick I am. I have it in my notes. I wrote it down, and I screenshot the quotes, but I didn't have it prepared. Uh, there we go. Sorry about that. So this is a quote from Blake Jorgensen. Unfortunately, the later release date meant the game launched deeper into a competitive holiday window where a heavy price discount was a big factor. You are part of that competition, EA. Battlefield is always part of that competition. Don't ever blame Battlefield that they can't step up to the big boys. So yeah. stop it, Blake. Um, Blake. Um <laughs> In addition, we also made the decision to prioritize other features, including a single-player experience at launch over a multiplayer mode. Which multiplayer mode, might you ask, listener? Well, Jorgensen says which multiplayer mode. So let me repeat that last quote. Uh, we also made a decision to prioritize other features, including a single-player experience. We, we did that, and it and it's, you know, blew under our ex expectations. And we did this over a multiplayer mode. Which mode is that, might you ask? This year, Battle Royale modes became incredibly popular in shooter games. As a result of these decisions, we struggled to gain momentum, and we did not, uh, we did not meet our sales expectations for the quarter. You're stupid. <laughs> you, you sold 7.3 million copies, Blake. And you're saying that, like, oh, you know, well, first, you know, it went into a holiday season. So, you know, we were facing some hard times with that. You're part of the competition. Yay. And they said, like, well, you know, we also prioritized single player instead of battle royale mode. And I bet that's why people didn't buy it. So let me play devil's advocate here for Blake. Uh, we're going to talk about Apex Legends in a little bit. Um, Apex Legends, huge battle royale game got 10 million players in a week in 72 hours mind yeah. you 10 million players i think there's some truth to that a lot of people are saying like well people are, are tired of the battle royale people are tired uh no they're not i'm sorry you might be i am i'm definitely tired oh, of the battle yeah, royale definitely um but look at Blackout Mode and the success of that. Look at Fortnite and the success of that. Look at Apex Legends now, which we're going yeah. to. Look at their successes. And you can't really say you can't really say that 
Battle Royale is dead. Yeah. So I think there is some truth to what Blake said in terms of like, well, if we didn't prioritize, we didn't prioritize Battle Royale and that's yeah. why our sales didn't meet expectations. I, I think there's some truth to that. However, you know, it doesn't, you also sold 7.3 million copies. Yeah. Um, final quote I'll read to you. This is from Andrew Wilson, who's the CEO of EA. Uh, quarter three was difficult for EA. Quarter three was difficult for EA. Uh, we did not perform to our expectations. So you're saying that the quarter was difficult for you. Boo hoo. We only yeah. sold. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. Like stock, uh, the stock dropped because they didn't uh, meet their expectations of 8.3 million copies. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I get it. Battle Royale is a big thing. I get that. But single player is just as powerful. Um, I mean, if we look at all the places exclusives, like just two examples, uh, Spider-Man, God of War, and how well they did. And you cannot argue that single player is dead. You can't argue that Battle Royale is dead, but you can also not argue that single player doesn't have a mass market either. You know, mm -hmm. um, I think that's where where we should not pity EA in this because they're they're just saying like, oh, we didn't perform that well. We didn't. We were under performance. Well, then set your expectations low, lower. They just want more and more millions and billions of dollars. Yeah, they're getting greedy. You know. And they're, and they're saying that after after um, Belgium uh, said, like, listen, you cannot sell loot boxes. Oh, no, we can't sell the yeah. loot boxes anymore. Where were we going to get our millions upon millions of dollars? <laughs> I don't pity EA. I don't care. I, I do feel bad for Don't Nod because apparently Life is Strange 2 isn't selling that well. Because that's Don't Nod. That's, yeah, it's, it's published under Square Enix. But... Um, but you know, don't not can lose more than EA. Yeah. And if EA dies out, eh, you know, but we'll move on from that. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on that? I mean, yes, like not getting as many as you thought you would sell. Yeah. Can, I mean, for a big company that can mean a lot. Yeah. But at the same time, like. It's only your fault. Exactly. Like, like you're a huge company. You've get you've done thousands of not thousands, but you've done tons of games. Like yeah. you should know how to market them. You should know how to project your goals. Yeah. Like I don't know. I just and that, and that's <sighs> the other thing. There's so many things that Battlefield Five did wrong. Like I just hate hearing companies blame other mm -hmm. things. Like yeah. Why why is it the buyer's fault that they didn't want to get your game? Like Well, that's the other thing that uh with the whole SJW this is not a political podcast. I do not want to jump into that. But, you know, after that and people are just like, Oh, there weren't women in World War Two and that's arguable. Um But then EA's like going to journalists and saying like or or uh, Dice was going to journalists and saying like oh you're, you're just uneducated you don't know what you're talking about if you don't want to buy the game then don't buy the game you're encouraging them to not yeah. buy the game so guess what they're, they're not, not gonna, gonna buy it yeah i was never interested in the battle um battlefield games yeah it was never really my thing so i wasn't gonna buy it regardless but they were encouraged they encouraged buyers to not buy the game yeah which i mean that was their prerogative, but that's the thing like when you're as old a company as ea mm-hmm there's no one to blame. I mean, they're exactly. actually, no matter who you are, you could be a new company. There's no one to blame other than yourselves. You don't have the money to advertise. Well, guess what? That's your fault, not my fault. Yeah. Like, not to be mean, but, like, that's the thing. Like, you can't blame other people or the, um, like, the people buying your product. You can't blame them for not wanting to buy it. Exactly. Like, it's either because you had a bad concept for a game or you didn't advertise it enough or you didn't advertise it well. Like... You yeah. just can't blame other people, especially when you're as big a company as EA. Like EA knows people watch watches mm -hmm. them and what they do. Like it's it's ridiculous. But uh, let's move on for now because we can take a whole podcast from that. <laughs> so let's go into our number one gaming news. Um, let's be honest, Death Stranding is gonna be the game of the decade. Mm -hmm. Like 
My goodness. So Norrin Reedus confirms that Death Stranding is, quote, crazy complicated. <laughs> uh, and this is. I just love that. Yeah. That was his only words, like crazy complicated. Crazy like, complicated. Got it. Thanks. So Reedus in an interview was talking about uh, Death Stranding, how he's really enjoying the process, how he's learning a lot about video games within this and how he's just really mm -hmm. excited for this game to come out and for people to finally understand that you're not going to understand Death Stranding. I'm so excited. I know. I'm like super <laughs> stoked for this game. Um, in a quote, uh, Norris Reedus says to uh, Hideo Kojima, he says, uh, oh, so they'll be playing me? Like just saying like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like they'll yeah. be playing as me. That's that's pretty cool. Hideo Kojima says, no, they are you. We will make them cry as you. Reedus replies. That is so twisted and dark. Yeah, I want to read that one more time. No, they are you. We will make them cry as you. And it's just like, what? It's so bizarre. Um, he says that it's ahead of its time, saying that instead of eliminating everybody around you, it's bringing everyone together. And apparently there's going to be a social media link mm -hmm. into this. So, like, it, it has to do with, like, your actual social media accounts. Yeesh. Maybe I read the report wrong, but, like, it sounds like it's just wild. Like, this is so complex. It's so ahead of its time. Um, he then finishes the interview by saying, The trailers show you an aspect of it, but not the whole picture. And he concludes with, it's a crazy, complicated game. Like, even he doesn't get it. Uh, the filmmaker behind the Metal Gear movie, can't remember his name. I'm so bad today. Uh, but he, he describes it as a miracle in the gaming industry. Wow. Uh, the Guerrilla Games studio, when they saw gameplay, they, they were left speechless. Okay, so let's be honest here. All of our listeners, how you doing? I know you're going to have your game of the year. My game of the year is going to be Outer Worlds. But let's be honest here. Death Stranding is going to be the game of the decade. Yes. This It'll be the one to beat for a few years. Exactly. You're going to be playing this over and over again, trying to make your theories, being all silly while Hideo Kojima is on his throne of cash. And just well, I meant it'll be the game to beat for other games. Oh, oh yeah. It's like it'll be the yardstick. Yeah. Yeah. And Hideo Kojima is just going to look down on you on your silly little theories and say, ha ha. <laughs> no. Good luck with that. Good luck. But it sounds so amazing. I really cannot wait to play this game. Um, I it said like there's a lot of rumors saying that this is going to come out this year. That it's in the polishing stages and that it will probably release in fall of 2019. Mm -hmm. So I am super stoked to play this game. Mm -hmm. Like. I'm very stoked for Outer Worlds. It sounds like my kind of game, but I think Death Stranding is going to just be that artwork we've been waiting for. Yeah. Like to finally like portray video games as an actual art form. Yeah. And we're definitely going to have a like an all out podcast about Death Stranding. <laughs> like it's it's just going to happen. Um, we're we're just going to change our name to Death Stranding and Groceries. Oh jeez. <laughs> I said that about Outer Worlds. Like, when it comes out, it's going to be called Outer Worlds and Groceries. No, no, no. That's <laughs> Death Stranding and Groceries. That's it. This is going to be a Death Stranding podcast from here on out. Um, but I'm really excited to play this and see what it's all like. Yeah. So that's our top three gaming news. And let's get into our big topic of this week as we enter into... Talkie time. We're going to make an intro uh, jingle for that. So, um, now that you're better, uh, we, we can actually record like a little jingle for that. So you're going to record it. You're going to say, talking time. It's going to be like chimes like, Ring! but I don't know. I have a, I have a vision in my head. Uh, but uh, every single week, we like to discuss and have a conversation about the gaming industry, whether it be uh, we, we talked about microtransactions. We talked about marriage and gaming. Mm -hmm. But this week, we're going to our big topic is on rumor mill marketing and all about Apex Legends. Yes. This was super, super interesting to me, and I followed this so carefully uh, because, like, I, I just found this so uh, intriguing, right? Uh, so before we start our conversation about uh, rumor, rumor mill marketing, blah, There you go. Yeah, rumor mill marketing, and can that work for other games? Let's, let's say the story of Apex Legends real quick. 
this started uh, last Friday. Um, so not this past Friday, but the Friday before that. I can't think of the date. But it started with a rumor with a YouTuber, The Quartering, how he got a tip from an um, insider and saying like all the details about this new game called Apex Legends, mm -hmm. how it's going to be like a Titanfall-esque Battle Royale game. And just from that video he made, The Quartering, all credit to Quartering, um, because people took credit from him, which was stupid. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he, from that video, all these reports came out and all these confirmations came out and saying like, yeah, Twitch streamers looked at this, uh, like Dr. Disrespect and Shroud, they all, they already looked at this. Um, the rumor stated that there would be an, this started on a Friday announced official announcement on Saturday, a Super Bowl ad on Sunday and release on a Monday. None of that happened. Nope. Except for Monday. I was going to say the release <coughs> happened. Uh, I, I I spent all day on that Saturday browsing Twitter, looking through Reddit, uh, like just, just like finding this announcement because I really wanted to like see what this was all about. Mm -hmm. Nothing happened except, and I tweeted about this and somebody called me up. Oh, it was announced. Look on her Twitter page. And on Respawn's banner, it was Apex Legends. Mm -hmm. That was the announcement on Saturday. They just put up a banner. Yeah. Um. And oh no, that was Sunday. Yeah, nothing happened on Saturday. I don't think nothing no, happened. No, I don't on think so. Yeah, because then uh, we watched Super Bowl. That was the most boring Super Bowl of my life. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Yeah, but like I kept <laughs> looking at the commercials for this Apex Legends Super Bowl ad. Yeah, nothing happened. Nope. And then that's when I tweeted out like, oh, I guess you know nothing's happening. And that's when Respawn put up the banner Apex Legends. Yeah. So then Monday comes around. And how they announce it is through a Twitch stream of them just like hinting at little things. And then, um, you know, it was just kind of like very cryptic. And then the official announcement like, hey, Apex yeah. Legends is a thing. You can download it now. Go Have for fun. it. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, this was all just based on a rumor on Friday and then announced on Monday. Yeah. No other marketing. Yep. Now, the reason for this is that Respawn, who was the creators of Apex Legends, knew that marketing would actually hurt them in the long run. Because here's the four factors. Uh, they knew that as soon if they if they said it's six months out, like, hey, get ready for Apex Legends, it's a free-to-play game with loot boxes, and they're owned by EA, and it's not Titanfall 3. Yep. Those four factors knew that, like, okay, if we announce this, people are just going to be talking about it. They're going to be talking about the loot boxes. They're going to be talking about how it's not Titanfall 3. Yeah. So let's not market it. Let's just spread a rumor about it and just release it. Yeah. Just release it to the public. They'll play what they want to play, and that's it. And it worked. Yep. Oh, in my. In a big way. In, in a huge way. Apex Legends got 10 million players within 72 hours. And not only that, but EA was facing a huge stock price drop. Boo-hoo. Um, and after Apex Legends release, the stocks rose up about 10%, which yep. is ridiculous. It was actually above what they had before the drop, Yeah, which was nuts. So let's get this straight. That Apex Legends gained 10 million players, saved EA, became number one on Twitch, all after a rumor and, yep. Twitch, and Twitch streams. So let's talk about this. Rumor marketing. Could this work for every single game? Do you think it could like work for like a Life is Strange, another Life is Strange spinoff? No. Why, why not? I feel like it can only work with certain games in certain ways because Apex Legends is a battle royale game. It's mm -hmm. free and you can just... they. You know, you can and people know it about Battle Royale. Exactly. Well, yeah. Not even that, but like mostly it's like that's something that you can do in your free time. Like when you have 10 minutes to kill. Yeah. Whereas if you were to do that with a narrative driven game or something like, you know, something like that, something that you need to spend time with. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work because people are like, oh, I didn't. I don't, I already bought this game or I'm already invested in this game right now. Yeah. Um. And I just feel like that type of thing, I don't know, yeah. like, it could work, but at the same time, I don't think it would be wise, because, like, for something like Life is Strange, mm. 
people get hyped for it. It's not something that people analyze. Like, people analyze it f- for fun. Like, it's nothing that, like, nothing you're going to do is going to be like, I'm not buying this game. Like, yeah. for li- things like Life is Strange, that marketing for, like, a month before it releases mm-hmm. is good for them because it builds up that ex- that that hyperness, that excitedness for yeah. the game to come out. Where something like Apex Legends, they knew it was something that's been done. Mm-hmm. Sort in a way, and yeah, they knew that EA was on kind of the low right now, mm-hmm. and I mean, clearly they didn't really have the money, right, to do anything big. So all they had to do was like suddenly say like, "Oh, by the way, we're releasing a game on Monday." Yeah, and just people get hyped for exactly. It. So they just had a whole. They, so basically, you had all these fans squeezing like four months of hype Mm -hmm. into three days yeah so that got the name going and up and running around and people were watching the super bowl which i feel like the super bowl should really thank apex (laughs) should thank ea for that because i think that's half of they got most gamers to turn on their television for the game for that and keep that game on because that game was boring and that's the thing. A lot of people, like, I, I watch a lot of YouTube videos, like, reactions, like, saying, like, I, I watched Super Bowl just to see this Apex Legends commercial, and it never happened. And I was like, yeah, I, okay, so it got more viewers because exactly. of EA. Exactly. So, like, so that's the thing. They got, they they made their they made their fans, or even just video gamers as a whole, to squeeze a bunch of months of hype and excitedness and theories and everything into a weekend so youtubers didn't have time to put out like this game is gonna be trash or yeah they didn't have time to analyze it and think about it and decide whether they wanted it or not Mm -hmm. and it was free so it didn't matter so they were just like oh we're making a game bam here it is yeah it was just so free yeah (laughs) it was just so weird to think about that like because i kept thinking about that I, i i thought about like could this just work for free to play games? And I think that's what you said. Like games are an investment. Mm-hmm. And so if if you were to purchase this game, if this game was like a $20 game, even if it was $20, like it has to have some marketing because you have to tell fans like, what am I buying for $20? Yeah, because the thing is, I mean, even not even like what am I buying for $20? It's that say someone right now when it came out, say it was 20 bucks. Right. But this person had or kid even mm-hmm. has saved up for months and they for saved their Christmas money and their birthday money and they just finally got Red Dead. Yeah. They finally got it. And then Apex Legend comes out and it's 20 bucks. He's like, I just spent all this money on Red Dead. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like something like that. Like Exactly. So it's just like, uh, yeah, it can definitely only work for like free to play games. Yeah. But I think the rumor mill is pretty powerful, you know? I think the rumor mill can just like with Reddit and YouTubers and uh, podcasts, if you want to let me in on some things. <laughs> uh, but to start rumors is actually just as powerful as marketing too, like yeah. marketing with com- uh, commercials and uh, online ads because it gets people talking before mm-hmm. the game is even like in existence. Yeah. Right. Uh, just like thinking about that, like, picture that that it started off of a weekend of rumors like no marketing yeah nothing they didn't pay for anything didn't pay for anything like they probably paid for some streamers to like do that but that's the most that they did was like you know paying uh twitch streamers to do that and uh but it it just got 10 million players 10 million players in 72 hours it is a free-to-play game, so of course those 10 million players didn't buy anything to just enter into the game. But with the microtransactions, it actually saved, uh, quote-unquote, saved EA because then it just boosted sales. Yeah. So it was really wild. Um, somebody, so this isn't really about room room marketing, but somebody made the point, and I can't remember who it was, like, um, but said. With Apex Legends, do you think people are going to, like, really forget about Anthem? Because that's also uh, published by EA. Yeah. I don't think so. They're not the same game. Yeah, they're They're not. They're not even the same concept. Yeah, I don't think people are going to forget about Anthem. I think the the demo was just fine. I was never really too interested in Anthem. Yeah, that's like saying, oh, you think with God of War, no one's going to care about Assassin's Creed? That's a good point, yeah. Like, yeah, they're two different games. Exactly. I don't think anybody's going to forget about Anthem because that's been marketed to us 
I don't know for man for how long that was introduced. I want to say twenty fourteen or fifteen as Project Dylan. Um, yeah, like people were waiting a long time for this. I don't think yeah. anyone's just gonna be like, nah, never mind. I got Apex. I'm good. Like, but that's that's a powerful question to ask because like like I said, I might be wrong about that. That Project Dylan was announced in twenty fourteen. I think it was. But even if it wasn't, they've been waiting for Anthem for a long time. Well, that's what I mean. It's just like this was marketed since 2014, about yeah. five years. Yeah. And with Apex Legends only having a weekend of marketing. Yeah. Just a weekend. People are already asking, do you think people are going to forget about Anthem? And that's wild to even question. Yeah. You know? Uh, I think rumors can like really hit you hard mm -hmm. because it's coming from people you trust and not just a commercial, yeah. not just like these uh, PR companies coming at you. Uh, and I think that's why people were hyped about Fallout 76, you know, because yeah. I remember when But it's also why Fallout 76 fell. fell yeah, because like rumors can either be good or bad for you. And that's that's something else we can talk about is just like, can rumors lie to you? And yes, they can. Because it's rumors. That's why we always say, I'm going to push the button. Rumor alert. I'm satisfied. Um, <laughs> that's why we always say rumor alert. Because this could not happen. This could be yeah, a lie. It could, it could be 100% a lie. And we don't want to be held liable for that. Exactly. And that's the thing. Is that like, this started out as a rumor on a Friday. It could have easily just not been a thing. Yeah, it could just fizzled out. It could have just been like, respawn on Monday. Like, no, we don't know what you're talking about with Apex Legends. There's yeah. no such thing. Um, but this just blew up, and people started to forget about Anthem, which is so wild to think about. But going back to Fallout 76, uh, I remember when that, when that first uh, rumor dropped in May. As I said, like I'll never talk about Fallout 76 again, but I'm just so mad about that game. Yeah. Um, when that rumor dropped in May of 2018 yeah yeah last year yeah may of 2018 i remember i was in my office and then i got a, a twitter alert about uh, bethesda and then it was the please stand by and oh I was my like, goodness i remember that i was like yo what another fallout game i i'm so stoked and then like they started to give you little snippets of what the game would be about and it's like it's gonna be multiplayer fallout we're like yes let's do it and then it's like oh it's gonna take place in west virginia like no way we're like hyped for it yeah and it gave out little details and then the game dropped and it just dropped yeah it was awful and okay i don't care people are just like saying like oh people are just butthurt because you know it's an online fallout no we were we were excited for an online fallout yeah it There's was a, just nothing there. There's just nothing there. <laughs> people are, it's three months after launch and people are dropping off. Yeah. But that's not, that's not what we're talking about. But a rumor can also hurt you just yeah. like Fallout 76 because you hear all these promises. It was a rumor, so there yeah. was nothing promised. But people took it as a promise. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. There, there's all these rumors that came out and then actually hurt the game. Yeah. Versus something like, uh, oops, uh, versus something like Anthem, right? They're being incredibly open with it. Like, listen, this is what it yeah. is. Uh, there's no, I think they said there's no loot boxes in it. I can't remember if they said that or they promised that. Um, but here's the game. You can play it as a demo. Like, you you can totally, we're, we're going to be totally open about this. You can buy it. You can not buy it. Yeah. So they're being open, you know, quote unquote open about it. Yeah. Right. Um, whereas Fallout was just full of promises and full of, false hope and people dropped it and were just like oh th yeah this is awful they um, overhyped it they did they honestly did um but yeah whereas apex legends it just it 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 just dropped that's it yeah like here's, here you go they pretty much just presented to you with rumors not promising really anything except it was a titanfall universe battle royale game and that's it and they just said here you go you want to play it uh, it's free and, and that's it like and people just love it I don't like battle royale games and I like apex legends yeah like it's it's pretty dope I love it um but like you said I don't think this is gonna be the future for all of video game marketing though I think this will be a part of video game marketing yes you know I think you're you might see a couple other people try it within the next two years. Because like, of the hmm. success. 
I could try that. Yeah, because you have to picture that, like, because of the success of, of Fortnite's Battle Royale and PUBG's mm-hmm. Battle Royale, that's why you see Battle Royale as a priority in most games. Yeah. You're going to see this kind of success. 10 million players in 72 hours and save the stock prices for EA. You're going to see that, and, and the other developers are going to be like, oh, Reddit is a thing. Oh, that's cool. Even though most developers know about Reddit. But uh, they're going to see that, and you might see it for a couple more other games, a couple yeah. unannounced games. So just yeah. like, whoa, hold off the marketing dollars. We can do this for free. Yeah. You know, we can do this for free and just remember over a week, like yeah. a span of a week, have people just say, what is this game? Drop it, and people are going to be playing it all day, yeah. every day. It's not going to happen like that. I think because no, the, the only other thing with that is that no one can know you're making this. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. They have to keep all their mouth and all their employees, everyone working on it. Everyone there has yeah. to keep their mouth shut until the until they're ready to release it. Exactly. Until they're ready to market it. You know, exactly. Um, that's the thing. I don't I think this is just a fluke. And there's a lot of factors where I think that. Uh, this worked for Apex Legends. Yeah. Number one, Titanfall fandom. Uh, th- we we already have a bunch of Titanfall fans. It didn't do well commercially. Yeah. But there's already people who are just really into Titanfall. It's a it's a well known name. So if you just say, "All right, come on," the dog was just desperate to get in my lap. There you go, weirdo. Um, but people knew about the name Titanfall. So as soon as you say it's in a Titanfall universe, people are like, "Oh, so it's Titanfall." No, but, you know, yeah. it's good marketing. So that's factor number one why this is a success. Number two is, let's, let's say it again, the name of the company. It's developed by Respawn. Mm-hmm. If an indie be- developer did this, it won't get $10 million because Respawn is already a name that people know about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and number three, or actually there's a fourth point. So let's say number three, it's free. It's free. Yeah. So you just announce it out of the blue and say it's free yeah so there's zero investment there's zero investment. For time exactly oh my goodness floki you're pathetic uh so people already know the game name of the game people already know the name of the developer it's free and here's factor number four battle royale like people are already psyched on battle royale so i think that game uh dropped so nicely with 10 million players is because battle royale is already a hyped thing you know so yeah you can't just say that like oh any game can do this i don't think so i no. think i don't think i would count this as every game's success that you can yeah. just drop this like responded stop licking my hand dog. i also think that the <laughs> reason so why it can really only be done with battle royale is because Battle Royale isn't a big time investment. Like I said, it's something that you can just pick up yeah. and do for 10 minutes before you leave or something to waste an hour before you got to go do something. Um, that's why I've been doing, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's something that's easy to do, whereas if you dropped a... A narrative assa- title. Yeah, like an Assassin's Creed game or something. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, you can do that, like pick it up, but there are things in it that like you you invest that time and you sit and you play it. Yeah. It's different. And I just feel like even if the game was free, it wouldn't have done so well because people couldn't have played it as often. Yeah. You know? So that's the thing. That's what's going to be interesting about like from here on out is that people are, other developers are going to see the success of this dropping 10 million in 72 hours. And I'm interested to see that if other developers pick this up. Yeah. And just say like, whoa, before we put in any marking dollars, look at what just happened. Yeah. And I'm very interested to see if this is going to be, like, not the future, but if other developers do this. Mm-hmm. So it's one thing to see one game do it and just say, like, whoa, wow, that was that was really smart of them, but I don't think anybody else could do it. But if two other games do it and they have the same success. Oh, my goodness. Get ready for it to be everywhere. Yeah. And that's, but that, then it's not as interesting when everyone else does it. That's the last point I wanted to make is that, like, if every game did this, if every game was a rumor mill marketing, what would be the point of rumors? It wouldn't yeah. be a rumor anymore. It would just be marketing. It would just be marketing. That's the marketing norm. Yeah, just like, oh, big announcement. Like, YouTubers will no yeah. longer make rumors or theories. Yeah. It will just be as t- I'm sure the first person to advertise on the radio. <coughs> 
Yeah. You know, that was like, oh my gosh, you can do that? Yeah. And and that's the thing. It's just like I if they if every company did this, it would no longer be called rumors, it would just be called announcements. Exactly. You know, it, no one would actually say that like, oh man, big rumor to come out. You know, things not every game can pull this off. Exactly. Not every type of game can pull this off. Uh well-known companies, free games, and especially battle royale games uh, a game mode that people already know will you stop licking my hand puppy no he will not <laughs> he's like mm, no i'm gonna do some more oh my goodness um weird little puppy dog anyways but it was super interesting to watch like watch all this go down uh just as someone who's like interested in like how video games market themselves right um but I, I kept thinking about this and I kept like as we're as we're approaching this episode this week, I was like, could this work for any other game? And I don't th- I don't think it could. I really don't think so, because people, especially with uh, games that you purchase for sixty dollars, you can't just say like, hey, here's a game. Give us sixty dollars. and Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know anything about that game. Maybe I'll watch uh, like some streamers do it first. But you can't just like drop a game at sixty dollars over a weekend and say like, "Hey, give us your money." Yeah, I think the most you can do if a game costs anything it will be twenty dollars. I think that's the most you can do. If it was a ten, that's still a lot. It's still a lot. <laughs> but that's what I mean. That's like the peak. That's like yeah. where you're just like, no, 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 no. Yeah. If it was like a ten dollar or five dollar game that just dropped, mm-hmm. maybe. But once it reaches twenty dollars, and you're just like, oh, whoa, no, 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 no. But that's the thing. It can't work for every single game. I think that a rumor can spread and then you can market it just like Fallout 76 did and just like Assassin's Creed Odyssey did. But, you know, like you say the rumor and then you put out the commercials. Just like get people hyped to watch your commercials. Like saying like, whoa, wait, did you hear about this new, um, uh, I don't know, this new Kingdom Hearts game? It's Kingdom Hearts 4 coming out next weekend. That would be so wild. And that's something I would cover for months. Um, but I don't know. Like, like just, so let's get people hyped up to even approach your commercials. Yeah. Just like Fallout 76. Fallout 76 is just like, hey, look out for some commercials. Like, whoa, another Fallout game. Mm-hmm. Or the Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You know, it's like uh, the keychain dropped. And then they said like, oh, yeah, it's a thing. See you at E3. And then we're just hyped for E3 yeah. to see what this is all about. So I think rumors are more important for video game marketing than people realize, and most developers maybe realize. But rumors and Twitch streamers are the future for, yeah. for marketing. It will be a vital part of marketing. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think they already know that, but I think Apex Legends solidified that factor. Yeah. To say that rumor mills are a solid piece of marketing that you cannot, mm-hmm. th- that you really can't just like, overlook yeah just spread a rumor to a well-known rumor mill like the quartering like another like someone who like loves to spread rumors you know like you know special podcasts here (laughs) and there uh like i don't know like games and groceries um you know hit hit us up at contact at games and groceries.com um and like let those people spread their rumors and then those people will look for your game yeah it's just as simple as that so uh i think we can end that discussion with that yeah. I think it was just super interesting. And yeah, I, no, it was a good idea on their part. Yeah. And like as I was watching this go down, I was like Facebook messaging you about like what's their next topic for the week. Yeah. And I was like, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about rumor marketing and how that affects the games industry. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that people can't overlook this. A- oh, after, no. after Apex Legends, nobody can overlook the power of a rumor. Oh, no. Yeah. You know. Um, people couldn't see that with Fallout 76, but they can definitely see it with oh, yeah. Apex Legends. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, I think that's a good place <coughs> to end because uh, I'm gonna go uh, take some hauls. I used up all the energy that I have in this podcast, and now I have to go grocery shopping. Oh my goodness! And other shopping. Yeah, true. That's the thing. I want to give as much energy to this podcast because I know people are listening, and if I'm like. Hey guys, how you doing? We're gonna talk <laughs> about top three game news. Oh, ah. um, so I wanted to give as much energy as I could, so we'll just end it there. 
Uh, we'd like to remind everybody to follow us on Twitter at Games and Groceries. Follow us individually at Ace the Grocer. And Journey First. And also follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. Uh, feel free to also follow our friend um, Absolute Prodigy on Twitch. Uh, once again, I just want to remind you that the charity stream for the Latinx community and the Hispanic Scholarship Fund is happening on February 18th, 2019. He's going to be featured... Uh, and you can uh, tweet at him to say, like, where, where can you, we, we watch you on that featured list. He's going to be featured from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And look out for me because I'll be streaming with him. So if you're just like, ah, I don't want to know about Absolute Project. Well, you know me. So yeah. uh, me and him are going to probably stream um, a little bit of Apex Legends together at yeah. some point in that day. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But he's not going to do the 24 hours he told me. He just want, he wants to live. So yeah, he's not going to stream for a good idea. Yeah. So he's going to stream all day though. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's a, it's a really awesome charity stream. I highly recommend you you go give it a watch and uh, uh you know, give some charity money to the this community. It's it's a really awesome event. Um but yeah, I'll just remind you again, February 18th at starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yep. To February 19th, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we thank you again for uh, listening to this week's episode. We hope to uh, have you here again next week. We love... Oh, man, I'm sick. But I love you. We love you very much. Have a good week.